0: You're listening to the Bar Business Podcast, where every week, your host, Chris Schneider, brings you information, strategies, and news on the bar industry, giving you the competitive edge you need to start working on your bar rather than in your bar. Hi, and welcome to the first episode of the Bar Business Podcast. My name is Chris Schneider, and I will be your host on the Bar Business Podcast. And being the first episode, I wanted to spend a little bit of time getting to know each other and then talk a little bit about what the bar business is and isn't, kind of laying that groundwork for all the episodes to come down the line. So first of all, uh, let me tell you guys a little bit about my background so you know a little bit about me and where I am coming from. My background, so initially when I got into the restaurant business, I started in fine dining. Uh, my parents actually owned a fine dining restaurant here in Indiana where I'm from that was one of the better restaurants ever in the state critically, and they went all the way up to being inducted into the Fine Dining Hall of Fame. So really cool environment to grow up in that really laid the foundation in my head of what is service and what it is to run a restaurant and what that looks like. So after I uh, grew up in that environment and, you know, I spent a lot of my time as a kid folding napkins and polishing silverware, A, because I was bored and B, because the servers realized they could pawn that off on me and I was happy to do it. But after I got through high school and I was moving on to college, I realized that the only thing I really understood was the restaurant business. And at that point up at Purdue University, which is obviously in Indiana, the chairman of the hospitality program there, which is one of the best in the world was a guy named Ray Kavanaugh who knew my mother really well. And so, I kind of figured, hey, I should be in the restaurant business because this is what I know and why not I go and study it? Once my mother told Ray or Dr. Capnall that that's what was going on and that's where my mind was, he worked really hard to kind of actively recruit me and get me up there. So after high school, after kind of my entry into the restaurant business, I ended up going up to Purdue and studying there with some great professors and really getting into the nuts and bolts of the academic side of the restaurant business. And as I'm sure many of you can imagine, the academic side of the restaurant business and the physical work side of the restaurant business don't always line up that well. And let's just be clear here, there wasn't much on bars. For some reason, they realized that we drank enough and didn't want to encourage us to go drink more. But we did have the opportunity to take some really nice classes there on you know, basic sommelier courses and and courses about liquor, which gave plenty of opportunity to get college credit hours for drinking, which is always nice. But obviously the focus mostly was much more academic than that. So after I graduated college, I knew I wanted to own my own establishment. And so I started looking all over the Indianapolis area where I was living to determine what I could buy. And I really looked at everything from high end to low end. But one thing that I had learned through my parents' experience because years before they had, had closed their restaurant due to economic changes and went on in the fine dining segment of our business back in the early 2000s. And so I knew I wanted to do something that was smarter than fine dining. I knew I wanted to do something that was a little bit less risky than fine dining. And what had always appealed to me was bars. And I really thought bars were a great part of our market and, and the hospitality industry as a whole because they really are a place where a community comes together. They're a place where you have a wonderful opportunity to talk to people in all walks of life. And beyond that, people like to drink. You have a much more stable client base than you do in fine dining or in a lot of restaurants. You have a much more regular client base than you do in fine dining or a lot of restaurants in that there aren't very many people that are going to go have a $75 steak twice a week. But there are a lot of people that will come and have three or four drinks four or five times a week. So it gives you a lot more opportunity to be able to really reach those customers and and to really be able to build regulars that will support your business in the long run. So from that sort of aspect of it, I really like the idea of bars. And so uh, right after college, I actually went into fast food for a little bit with Steak and Shake because I wanted to learn that end of the business. I knew the high end. I wanted to learn the low end, which I will say that was a great education in a lot of the processes, procedures, and standardization that you see in massive fast food companies. But after about nine months there, I finally found a bar that worked for me, went ahead and bought it. And I, I will say I was very lucky. In that my parents gave me that initial loan to have the opportunity to buy that bar. Though I will say back then interest was a little bit lower, but uh, my dad was borrowing the money at I think two and a half percent or two and three quarters percent and turned around and loaned it to me at five percent. So while it was nice and it was uh, by far the only source of a loan a 22 year old was going to get to buy a bar, he still made sure they made some money off of me in the long run. So then I had this bar. It was uh, 86th Street Pub in Indianapolis was the main bar that I owned. I was involved in a few other ones along the way for about the next eight years when I was really focused on the bar business as a profession. And that bar was kind of your quintessential neighborhood pub. It wasn't really a you know an Irish pub or anything like that, but it was much more just your neighborhood bar, your neighborhood tavern. And it really was a place where we had community coming together. It was a place that appealed to everyone from iron workers and and plumbers and and your blue-collar folks to politicians and business leaders. So it was very nice that we had this uh, widespread of clientele that we were able to serve. We were able to do a lot of very fun things because of that, right? We could play both ends of the spectrum at one point. We were actually the largest seller on the north side of Indianapolis of both craft beer and Budweiser kegs. So literally two divergent things that you don't normally see in the business where we were selling more than anyone at both of them. So so some really cool things we were able to do. And of course, as we go through this, I will tell you a lot of stories uh, over the course of this podcast about specific things we did. But after... I had that bar for about eight years. Uh, We had some landlord issues and ended up closing because there wasn't the ability to get a lease that was going to make it advantageous to continue to stay open. It was very unfortunate. It was a very sad time because through no fault of our own, really, except by having a bad landlord, and through absolutely – having a bar that was making money, that was killing it, that was trendsetting in some ways in our market, we were still forced to close, which really, really sucked. But that aside, as the experience went, it was a really good one. And during that time, I should also mention, like I said, I was involved in a couple other establishments. There was a bar that my dad and some of his uh, friends owned on the south side of Indianapolis that I took over for a period of time to try to revive it. After there were some issues down there, that was also unfortunately unsuccessful. But overall, spent some really good time in the business, and then I kind of got out for a little bit. And the time period that I've been out, one of the things that I've been really focused on is learning more about the industry. And I've actually am in the process right now of finalizing writing a book about how to run bars. Uh, That doesn't have a title yet. Of course, when we get to that point, you guys are going to hear about it. Some really great things happened over those years. So that brings us to where we are today, right? Obviously, we are. I am launching this Bar Business Podcast. And the purpose of the Bar Business Podcast is to talk about the bar business. You know, there are a lot of podcasts out there that are dealing with restaurants. And obviously, most things we talk about when it comes to the bar business are absolutely applicable to restaurants. But I really want to hone in on things that matter to bars ways that bars can be more successful, and specifics within the bar business that not ne- necessarily apply back as well to the restaurant business. Even though the bar in a restaurant and the bar in a bar essentially run the same, right? In the bar business, we have things that are a little bit different when we think about what I would call weekly programming, right? Maybe we have karaoke or trivia. You're not going to find many restaurants, right? Especially in a- sit-down casual restaurant where you have trivia every week. Some do, but that's really not a focus there. So while there is some great overlap here, the real focus here is on bars, and that's what we're going to talk about week to week. And as far as the podcast is concerned, our real goals here are to give you guys tips, tricks, and tools to help you run better establishments. The whole goal in all of this is to develop world-class establishments. Because while you may be a neighborhood bar, you might be a tiny 30-seat bar in a 500-person town where no one ever comes from outside of that city. But you can be a world-class establishment. You can run your operation in a way that's going to maximize your bottom line. You can focus on those things that make everyone special and that make your establishment special. And you can, in turn, provide a much better livelihood for yourself than you otherwise would if you just go, woe is me, I'm in this small town and I'm stuck with what I'm stuck with. And I say this as someone that now lives in a very small rural town it is absolutely possible to use the tricks that work in New York City in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming. And in some ways, it's easier because there's less competition. All right, so now that you know a little bit about me, let's jump into talking about just really at a high level what the bar business is and isn't. And that's going to be our main kind of topic for today. And As I mentioned earlier, I'm in the process of writing a book, and this is also how the book is starting off, right? What it is and isn't. Because I think many people, when we're looking at the bar business, have a misconception about what the bar business actually is. And for a lot of folks, we've seen movies, we've seen TV shows where it is a party, it is your friends having fun and drinking. It is a free place to get drunk on the weekend with your buddies and just have a blast. Unfortunately, Well, a lot of bars run that way. Most bars that run that way are not open, you know, 24 months, 48 months down the road. That has a very limited time period where you can get away with that before you fail. So the bar business, even though it is often in popular culture, seen as being this fun, engaging, special thing, which it is in many ways, The idea that it is a party, the idea that it is a free place to drink, the idea that sitting on one side of the bar gives you an idea of what happens on the other side of the bar could not be further from the truth. And unfortunately, many people that decide to jump into the bar business don't realize this. Part of the reason why we see so many bars fail, not only is it a tough business, not only are these misconceptions that exist. But you have to be serious about it. And so the bottom line is, if you're looking to get in the bar business, you have to focus on business. You cannot have it as a place to have fun. It is not a place for you to drink. It is not a place to give your friends free drinks. You know, as I mentioned earlier, my dad loaned me the money to buy my bar and then charged me interest so that he made money on it. You better bet every time he came into my bar. Well, not every time. I was nice sometimes. But most times he came into my bar, he had a tab. And that tab was there to prove a point of, you're making money off me, I'm gonna make money off you, A. And B, because it's a business. If you give away your profits, you will have no profits. And that's something that so many people in this business forget. The other thing that a lot of people don't realize, is that whether it's the bar business or the restaurant business, really. But I see this almost more in the bar business, I think, because people do have this knee-jerk reaction that owning a bar is a place to hang out with their friends. Owning a bar is somewhere to um, enjoy themselves rather than a place to enjoy yourself, right? It's a business. So when people see it as a place to enjoy themselves, they think that their bar is about what they want. It also comes from the whole concept of ownership, right? It's your bar, so it should be what you want. And let's be real clear, that doesn't work. And the thing is that, while well, it makes a lot of sense, right? My bar, what I want. It doesn't make sense because what you want may not be what your customers want. It may not be what people in your community want. And unless you really give people what they want, they aren't going to give you their money. So if you make a bar all about what you want, you're never going to succeed. You have to make your bar about what your customers want because then they want to be there and they want to give you their money. Right. So it does not matter what you want. It matters what your customers want. And it is not a place to hang out. And have fun and party with your friends. Frankly, I had a rule for myself while I was in the bar business. I did not drink in my own bars. Uh, with the exception of tasting with liquor wraps or, you know, if we had a, a beer dinner, sometimes I might have a, a couple sips of beer with the food as I'm sitting there eating with everyone else. But in general, I never drank in my bar During operating hours, period. Now, there are some other reasons for that, but that's because it was a business first and foremost. The other misconception about the bar business, and I think this is the one that is just as pervasive as the other points we've talked about, is that people see the bar business as an easy business. And I think here we can kind of differentiate a little bit. Is the bar business a complex business? Not particularly. It is in a lot of ways. There's a lot of different factors that don't exist in other businesses, right? We have inventory. We have inventory that spoils. We have inventory that constantly rotates. We have to really focus on that just-in-time inventory and and, and pieces like that. We're also a bit different because we're one of the few businesses in the world that, while we should never encourage intoxicated customers. And we have to be very focused on responsible service. And, of course, we will talk about that. Almost every time I bring anything like this up because responsible service is key and not over serving your customers is an absolute imperative to staying in business in the long run. We're still one of the few businesses that intentionally invites people in and then gives them things that are intoxicating. So then we have to deal with all the ramifications of having intoxicated guests. Really in the bar business, there's just a lot of different variables here and a lot of different things that we have to consider. And and the bar business as an easy business is not there, right? It It's not necessarily complex. It's not necessarily easy. It is absolutely doable. And given the right strategies and the right ideas, you can pull it off no problem. But you have to be aware that the bar business will be hard work. It's not a party. It's not about you. And it is hard work, period. Now, if we go off of kind of what the bar business isn't and some of the more negative aspects of the bar business, start talking about some of the positive aspects of the bar business, I will tell you this. You will meet some amazing people and have some awesome experiences. I cannot tell you, How many interesting experiences and interesting opportunities presented themselves to me? How many people I met that helped broaden my worldview and gave me insight into different things that I never would have expected had it not been for having bars? And frankly, when you have people relax, when you're a member of your community, when you just get to talk to people all day, you get to learn so many interesting things and you really get to sit around and develop yourself and develop your knowledge and really, really get some cool information. Additionally, like I said, some of this ends up being experiences, right? We all know in the bar industry, in the restaurant industry, our liquor reps tend to have some cool experiences available to you. You buy enough beer, you're going to get concert tickets. Sometimes you you're get invited to events. There's some really fun stuff around the hospitality industry. And as much as I will tell you, don't drink in your own bar and your bar is not a party. When somebody invites you to a big event, okay, that is the time to have fun. That is the time to enjoy those free drinks. That is the time to, uh, I mean, obviously it's a business event. You have to control yourself a little bit. But that's when you get to let loose and really have a good time. And so while it is hard work, while all these things are true about The bar business being a business, you do have the opportunity to meet some great people, have a great time doing it, and have some really fun events and other things that you can participate in because you're in the bar business. So the other thing I want to touch on here is the bar business to me is a lot about community. And some people will disagree with me. And obviously, this is not true of all establishments. I was always in the neighborhood bar segment. Every establishment I was involved with fell into that segment. And I think oftentimes people look at, you know, swanky clubs and and high-end downtown um, nightclubs and things. And it it just gives the wrong idea. Obviously, that's that's a segment of the bar business that's an important segment of the bar business. But the vast majority of bars in this country are neighborhood watering holes. They're your taverns, your pubs, your bars that are on the corner. And they are where really community exists. And there is something special about being a place in your community where people come to gather, where people come to drink, where people come to celebrate. You know, I can't tell you how fun it was sometimes to get to know some regulars who then, okay... Their kids just turned 21. So they're bringing in their kids on their 21st birthday and you get to meet them. And then their kids are getting engaged and they're coming in after they got engaged to drink and celebrate. And then they're coming in after their wedding to drink and celebrate. And you could watch people's whole lives and, and, and really build a community that was strong and, and help people get to know each other and help develop the area around you for better. And that to me was probably one of the most rewarding and best things of the whole business. It's building that community. It's helping people. So that's a little bit of my thoughts about what the bar business is and what the bar business isn't. And then in the start of this episode, obviously I gave you a little bit of information about myself and my background. So moving forward, um, want to give you guys some ideas of what we're going to do with this podcast and We're going to talk every week. We're going to give you tips, tricks on the bar business. We're really going to dig into some interesting, thoughtful topics that are meant to help you succeed and to help you have that world-class establishment that you need. One of the things we're going to cover in the next three episodes is what I call the bar business framework. Which in my mind, every good bar is going to have three things right. That is mindset. That's mindset of both the owner and the employees. You got to have the right concept. And then you have to have the right culture. So you'll often hear me refer to this as MCC, mindset, concept, culture. But that is really the framework to look at to see how you can develop a bar that goes beyond what is normal, that becomes A world-class level establishment that brings in guests every day, that has employees that are loyal without turnover issues, and that puts money in your pocket week after week after week. Because at the end of the day, we can love this business, we can talk about everything that's great about it, we can have great employees, we can have great guests, all that. But if you're not putting money in your pocket, obviously as a business, that doesn't work. And that's part of the reason why this podcast is called the Bar Business Podcast. We want to focus on business. We want to make sure that we are finding you ways to enrich your bottom line, to put more money in your pocket, and to develop the team, concept, skills, mindset, culture, all of those things to get you there. So on that note, thank you so much for listening to the first episode. Make sure to come back and check us out next week. Next week, we're going to be starting on the first of three episodes on mindset, concept, and culture. So next week, we'll be diving into mindset. And of course, as we go along, we're going to dive much deeper into all of these issues. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. And uh, I look forward to talking with you guys next week. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Bar Business Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Check out our website at barbusinesspodcast.com and join our Bar Business Nation Facebook group for more strategies and tips.